Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty P with Marky D. Marky D, how you going? We had a lot of technical issues there, man. But good to see you. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I tripped over a cable. My bad. So hopefully we get some other guys coming from the YouTube land and um, from one video to the next. Um, but I'm pretty excited to go. And uh, we had a bit of a false start there, but uh, I'm pretty excited to go talk about Steelers. How's, how's your week been? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, it would have been better if we'd beaten the Chargers. But uh, but J-Devil's got in there. He's found it. We're seeing a few people, other people jump in now as well. So they weren't uh, technical errors on our fault. But look, Mark, it's what a game this week. This is a – some people call it a must win. Other people are not. It's – I mean, it's going to be pretty hard if they don't win this game. That's all I'm going to say. It's very it's, – it's just very important because it's AFC North football and because all the teams are, you know, so close together with like six wins each or seven wins each um, and we have five, right? They're like one or two games around each other. Um, this is a point now it does feel like, you know, seven games to go. This is playoff mode. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like we just have to start to ramp it up, and it's there's there really is. I was thinking the other day, Maddie. There's no more excuses. Like we're saying, when when are we going to get the second running back? When is um you know for me, when is Najee going to clear a, get a run bigger than 25 yards? We're already halfway through this season. I think with I think what we have now is what we got, and what Big Ben is doing is starting to play to play better, like last year. So I think we're at the point now. We've been through all these trials, and we kind of know who our team is. We know it's reliant on Big Ben, Najee to a certain degree, uh, DJ, and don't turn the football over and play some good defense and we have a chance. So it really... But I, want to, I want to ask you a question there, though. Like, you make a really good point. We keep talking about when are we going to see this and when are we going to see that? And, you know, I think it's, well, obviously the breaking news is that, you know, we know Ebron's on IR, JC Hassan as well. Hayden's been declared out for this game. I think Archie Bong's coming up. Um, as well, they signed kicker Sloman, Sam Sloman, who we've seen before to the practice squad. Um, and there was one other movement as well. But I mean, obviously, Joe Hayden being out's the big one, and, and Dave Schofield talked about that a lot. You know, the the editor of BTSC uh, on his stack kick. But you make a, I want to go back to that point you make around the second running back and who's going to step up here and who's going to step up there and whatever. We're ten games, like you know, we're ten games through now. Like as you say, it is what we're going to get. And it's interesting because I agree with what a sentiment that Dave was sort of saying in, in his stat geek, which was that Steelers can beat any team on their day, whether that's they're going to go 17-0 and or no. You know, that's very unlikely. Well, obviously, it's not, not going to happen this season now, but, it, you know, it's very unlikely to occur in, occur in any season. But I still have confidence in this team being able to do it. it they just got to rock up. And I think, mm-hmm. for me, that's what I loved mm-hmm. about last week's game. Like, the defense was always going to leak points, right? Now, and I sit down like, yes, it's 41 points. It doesn't happen often for the Steelers. We can't have that, you know, two weeks in a row. But if you think about all the West Coast performances that we've had with all the different people that were out, I mean, the way Ben stepped up, and we'll get there with the BTSC Manly Awards, but the way that Ben stepped up, if you get that through the next, if you can get that for another, you know, eight games out of what is it, 10 games or so needed, or 11 games mm-hmm. needed to get to the Super Bowl, we're there, like, and, and I'm not saying this team's going to the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that they can do it on the day. We just need them to do it on more days than what they've yeah, been doing well, it so far. I I just think that the the thing I the, so funny about this season, 
there are times where we've been up by, you know, 10 points and the other team comes back and it's like a heart attack kind of game. Um, yeah. There are other, other times where we're down by 17 points. We come back and then we win like last week. We've never had that game where we felt comfortable the whole season. So we never exactly. really seen, we've never seen our identity of who we are. We're always fighting back to get in it or we're, we're, we're losing in the third and fourth quarter. There's never been like a complete game. And I want to bring up, you know, one team like with the Patriots versus the um, the Browns a few weeks back. They beat them 45 to 7. Now, that to me is a complete game. They got an interception, a few sacks. Um, that was where, you know, they're showing what their team really is. And it feels like, it just feels like we haven't seen that with our Steelers. And maybe that's why we are 5, 4, and 1. Because we just don't know who we are. Are we going to be the, the fourth AFC North team? Or are we going to be the first AFC North team? It, it can swing either way. I really do think this game this week against the, against the, the, the Bengals is it, it is it is must win, but it's playoff mode. And it's like you have to go out and dominate your opponent no matter what. I don't want to hang in there until the end. Sure, if you win by seven points, but we can't let them back in. And you have to prove to, to yourself that you can play a complete game. That's it. That's it. And and when you think about the games coming up, right, after this, you got Baltimore. That's a must-win at home. Like that, and that, that is when we get into must-win territory. Minnesota Vikings, the fact they beat, you know, Green Bay as well. You know, they're a team coming back. Kirk Cousins is like, I mean, he's starting to get, you know, conversations around MVP with his interception to touchdown ratio. I think it's like 21 to 2, um, you know, in terms of touchdowns and interceptions. Then we got the Tennessee Titans. That's not going to be an easy game. Then we got the Chiefs, the Browns, and we finished with Baltimore. So like they're gonna have to if they don't win this week, they've pretty much got to win like the five of the the other six to come. You know, this they really need to get this one this week. Yeah, I agree. They have to win if they can win two AFC North games in a row, then we're right back in in the dance, and and, and anything can happen. But I just want to see um, some confidence in this team because we don't we are we what are we week twelve or week thirteen? And we still don't know our like our identity of who we are. Are we a running team with Najee? Are we um, Big Ben's team not throwing interceptions at the moment? Defense-wise, there's no Hayden this week. Um, you know, what's coming back? We need what to, to, to step up. Without what, it's only Cameron Hayward. Like, I've just so... Maybe because we're so... All, all our rookies and everyone's new. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a week where, you know... Hey, and you bring it up there, and it's funny. I feel like we've been talking about the same things for so many weeks, but <laughs> Hayward and Watt need help, right? Like, they need help. Yeah. And the secondary, like, I sat here and said it on last week's show. I was worried about the secondary. I didn't think they were going to do it without Hayden for another week. And when you miss Minka like that as well. But Minka's not going to fix that for them completely. Like, Minka's playing a different role, you know, to, to being a ball hawk back there. So, I just, you know, he's playing smash the crap out of whoever he can kind of thing. So this is this is the thing this week is that the Steelers, you know, need to come out. And that's what I'm excited for. And we're going to talk about, we're going to preview this game in part two, obviously. Part one's where we like to look back on the previous week, give our takes. We've got BTSC Manly Awards or Ironheart Awards as well um, coming up. But for me, this game's going to come down to Ben. Like what we saw last week with the yardage that he threw for the, the I think it was 27 of 43, you know, the three touchdowns, no turnovers, you know, massive. <laughs> and we've got our fellow fellow hey. podcaster uh, there, Chris <laughs> Pierce, saying I love the mustaches. <laughs> we had a bit of a shave. I actually nicked one on this side. It's, uh, it's a bit thin, man, but it's all right. A couple of days to go. How are you feeling, Mark and D? A couple Hi. of days to go. 
Oh, what do you mean? Couple, couple months to go. Keep in mind, man. I love it. No, I, I don't think I'm getting rid of it. I always, I always, uh, no, I always try. I, I think I keep it till the end of New Year, and then, ha- oh, then really? happy okay. New Year. Yeah, happy I didn't New Year last comes year. Around. No, I didn't even do it last year at all. Uh, the year before that, I did it, uh, but last year, I don't think we were on YouTube last year. Uh, we weren't then. at this time. We went on. We went for the first or second week of January. It was the Browns right. game. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we until the end of the season, right? But yeah, okay, even even bringing up last year, right? Last year we were what, eleven and zero. This time we felt very comfortable being yeah, AFC right. North team, and now we have four losses, and it's like I think we're a better team than last year. I just don't know what direction we're going to go in because I do want to see Najee get some space, and he's running like he's got a, a thousand yards um, in total, like in the whole like one of the first rookies to do it. I think I'm not sure what the stat is, but. He's killing it on the ground game. And I just want to see him get away and, and get some separation. And like, you know, where's the team that we can go up by 14 points and our defense comes out? Um, one thing I want to bring up in the, in the last game, how many times, Matty, do we give away a third and 13? Oh. That, that's, oh. I can't, I can't even. Oh, I can't that even... one, what was it? Was it third and 19? And then he went for the, he went for like 18 yards. Was it? I oh, just I can't just... even remember the last time the defense has stepped up uh, we always seem to – we go really hard on first and second. We get to third and 12, third and 15, and we let them in, you know. Uh, ben, but don't break. But sometimes you just have to say, no, I'm going to break them. I'm going to like break them in half and get off the field. Um, we're a funny team. We're not the Lions. We're not the Jags. We're not the Jets. We're a funny team. we still got to support our team. But it's like, what direction are we going to go in? Like, can we just be a run and, and defensive team? But then our players go out. So – I had a burning question for you. Like watching last week's game, I, I I focused on Ben a lot, right? I really wanted to watch his body language because this could be the last time he plays. Um, oh well, apart from I mean, Kansas isn't really the the West Coast, but you know, plays that far west, right? And I was thinking about it, and I was like, is this your last game, or is it not out out there in in LA? Do you think he's coming back next year? Uh, something tells me he kind of is. Yeah, I, I keep leaning toward this, just watching his body language, and it doesn't seem like the Ben farewell tour. And I just think he, yeah, I still think he looks fresher than what he has in the last few seasons. Like, I don't think that O line can get any worse, kind of thing next year. Like, I, they're going to have cap space. Uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is leaning toward it as well. Yeah. If we go through like a rebuild this year and then Big Ben comes back next year and has better pieces, um, what's going to happen with Juju? You know, will our mate... I think Juju's staying too. I'm coming out and saying it. I think Juju takes a team-friendly deal. I think he stays. Well, actually, you know, we hope that the Pittsburgh Steelers this year can go pretty far, but we've had a lot of injuries. It's been a tougher schedule. Um, Maybe next year will be Big Ben's retirement year. I kind of feel like he's playing um, some of the best football, maybe not in his career, but in the last few years. You know, I would say efficient football as well. That's yeah, what exactly. I, I would with, like to call it. It's efficient. Yeah, with what he has and what's been happening to his offense, and you can see sometimes even the, the center, Kendrick Green, gets nailed back like 10 yards, and then Big Ben still gets a play away. Um, there's a lot of rookies in this team. There's a lot of rookies like uh, Frymuth, Najee. Uh, who's the other bloke? Uh, not Dotson. Who's the other bloke? Um, I can't remember his name. Dan Moore Jr. Moore Jr. You always forget him. He's there too. There's a lot of rookies on this, on this <laughs> team, right? Number 65. Yeah, a lot of rookies on this team. I just think, you know, you've got to fo- actually though, you got to focus. If you want to have a farewell tour, go win these seven games. 
You know what I'm saying? That, that, go, 100%. Go that, and win these seven games. And I agree with you. The Bengals haven't been this good in years. You then go up against Baltimore, as I said. Then you go to the Vikings and play a Vikings team that's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. You know, a Thursday night football game, right? And then you go play the Titans as well. you got the Titans at home. Then go to Arrowhead and beat Mahomes. Then go back and, and, and stuff one up, you know, the Browns again you know, at home and then go to finish on the road of Baltimore and really show who's boss. Like you're right. If this is a farewell tour, Ben's got an awesome opportunity. here. Well, it feels like something out of the movies, right? This is like the last seven games and you have four, four opponents. The last dance. It's like the last dance. Uh, what, what movies that I have no idea what that is. That's the, the documentary. <laughs> oh man. The listeners of particularly, I reckon on the audio <laughs> side are like, Oh my God, Marky D. That's the one on Netflix with Michael Jordan. Last dance. No. Nah. Uh, okay, yeah, but Big Ben doesn't dance. Um, no, we'll call it the last sling. <laughs> um, yeah, look, honestly, if you want to – we're in a funny position. If you can go out and win four four AFC North games, we have a chance to maybe win the division or be in the playoff like Hunt right now. Um, but if it goes the other way and we lose, you know, five out of seven, that's our season, you know. So I think you've got you to turn up and just, just show the Bengals who's boss. We can't lose three in a row. Can we? We cannot lose three in a row. We could. I know we could. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to stroke back you there. That was hilarious. But uh, but Mark, with another game against the Chargers, we've obviously got the next edition of our BTSC Iron Heart Awards, including the famed Manly Award. Uh, keen to know where, how, how it was sitting this week from you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start this week and then we'll go back and forth. Um, I just want to firstly say that uh, in the whole awards over the last, I think, 12 weeks, um, Harris is on 26 points, Watts on 22, and DJ's on 22 in our made-up awards. But that's kind of cool to see who the players that we think are the best on the field. Um, I'll start with uh, my three points this week goes to Big Ben. I, I, th- I just think he's playing some really good football at the moment. He's, his snaps do got to come down from not throwing 50 times. He needs to throw 40, but... Same time, when he gets in the game and, and he gives your team a chance to win, being yeah. down 17 points and comes back at it and we're up by three points and then we lose, um, he always gives us a chance to win. He, he knows how to play this game. He's, his mentality-wise for football is just crazy, like to figure out plays and to, to set people up. Um, he's throwing to, for goodness sake, he's throwing to Ray Ray McLeod, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he, it's, he's got some players on the fringe there that shouldn't be there. Uh, we we really should have Juju. Like we should we do miss Juju. I reckon we miss Juju. I reckon, I reckon he massively misses him. Yeah, like, big massively. time, big time. In these kind of games, too, versus the AFC North, we miss we miss uh, Juju's physicality, um, third down play. We miss him a, a ton. So for me, my three points goes to Big Ben. I don't know who you've got this week. Have you got some? Okay, well, my three points was to Ben too. Uh, I just really came out and played a, a terrific. It was a terrific performance. I think, you know, from his side of things there, you know, it's just an incredible, it's an incredible thing in, in a way for him to come back and do this, you know, for this, what is it, 17th season now, couple off injury, what have you. He had a pass rating of 103 this week against the Chargers. Week before in Chicago, it was 111. The week before that, you know, oh, sorry, in, against Denver, it was 120. I mean, for Ben to be getting over 100 with the way he plays and some of the deep shots that we do actually take, even though people don't think we do. I mean, it's incredible. Um, he's not missed a snap and touch wood that he doesn't all season, you know, from the offensive side of things. Um, it's just, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, we're going to have to be very thankful for that. And it's not us being homers either. And you think as well this season, like he's taken sacks 
there's only two games that he's not taken multiple sacks on the season. And that's that's a big deal, I think, when, when you are his age as well. Um, and I think his average um, yards per attempt as well are a bit higher than last year as well. So, say, I, th- I just think, Ben, this, this game showed it. Like, he went toe-to-toe with Herbert. Um, you know, the Steelers didn't have three of their top defensive players. Herbert was always going to run the ball like he did. You know, I, I just think from what we need out of Ben – and, and the other thing that we a lot of people, I think, are glossing over, you know, and I haven't listened to every, you know, sort of take on last week's game, but missing Najee for almost two full quarters, mm-hmm. that was a big deal last week. And Ben, ben did enough. Uh, and, and we need it this week because I, I think I alluded to it on War Room this week when I was talking about their rookies. But I think when you look at the receivers – um, that the Cincinnati Bengals have got. You look at what they all, there's a lot of guys that can potentially do damage, particularly when you're missing a Joe Hayden. You know, Big Ben might need to pull it out again. He might be, he might need to back up last week's performance with another performance this week. I, I just feel with Big Ben, as long as the O-line can hold him up, we have a chance. He, he's got, he can rip it. Um, and he also goes into my second player too, or my, my two points. When he's when he's slinging the rock to uh, DJ, so I'll yeah. give him my, my two points this week. Um, I'll, I'll keep saying it. Without DJ, we are we are losing a lot of games. We really are. He is just a, a crazy piece of this offense. And yes, we do need Juju, and I think we need Claypool as well. Um, we need all three of them to, to be there and to have a right. That's what happened last year with eleven zero. We're throwing the ball around everywhere. Um, but DJ to me just gives Ben that that extra out of like you know his route running ability is is so good. Um, and I think he's still going to get better. It is a fire up. And I think there'll be, be certain plays and maybe like more more uh, no no huddle kind of style where you're going down the field and put some pressure on the defense. Um, that's what I want to see. I want to see him get more involved in the no huddle and, and use DJ like that. Who for you would be your would be your two points? Yeah, so I get my two points to Chase Claypool. I went the other way. Um, I love what DJ's doing, but I just thought Chase Claypool. He's had the ankle injury. People are questioning his you know performances this season. Has he taken the step up to the next level? Five receptions of nine targets, but, you know, obviously he gets targeted with a lot of the deep balls. Uh, you know, I, I think he's had to step up in ways that might be different to what he thought with Juju being out this year as well. And, like, he caught that massive pass or, or took it further, 37 yards as well. I, I just think he did a great job. And I think for a guy in his second year, um, you know, not necessarily completely used to crowds yet, traveling across the other side of the country, I just think he stepped up. I liked him too. I like Claypool on that one, that player. I might have been third and something, third and five, um, yeah. over the middle of route, and he went and got the first down. Um, he's still growing. We've got to remember that he's only a second-year rookie, like second-year player. Um, got to give him time. And you look you look at the difference now between DJ last year and DJ this year. So mm. give him time in, in this offense. It's, pr- it's a pretty young – it's a very young offense on the offensive line. Um, you know, he, he'll start to work with Big Ben more. But I think Big Ben's going to DJ – um, and, and fry move a little bit in these plays to where, where things break down. Um, but, you know, let's move into the, the last point. And, and the one point I've given is to your mate, our mate, um, Killebrew. Mate, thought, we got to keep him. I, I'm a big hey? fan of Killebrew. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I thought I had to give him one because he put points on the board. Um, there was a time where there weren't almost points on the board and we got away with that flag. Like, we... <laughs> We, you know, he's on the sideline stressing, saying, I did all the work. I blocked the punt and it went out the five yard line. You guys can't put points on the board. And we, we got it with the Najee run. I actually called that. I was, I was sitting here um, um, watching the, the television. I thought, 
just bring in what, you know, once we got the flag, bring in what and bring in banner. And they did. And guess what happened? We got a touchdown. So, yeah. you know, we might get, maybe in part two, we might talk about that as well. Why we aren't using these big heavy sets like a lot of teams are, because we mm. certainly aren't. Um, who's your number one? I got to Cam Haywood. Uh, I just yeah, thought right. Cam Haywood. It, and, you know, like it didn't necessarily come up completely on the stat sheet this week for Cam. But the reason I give it to Cam is that like he just, the other team has to do so much to scheme around him. Like, and and that that's enough for me because it opens up opportunities for other people. Um, I know people are sitting there probably going, what particularly after, you know, he did the, the, the punching Herbert thing. I think there's, I saw some things oh, breaking man, around. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a punch. That was not a punch. I'm sorry. That's that's your first take. And everyone says he, he punched Herbert in the gut. He was standing up. And even if it was, there, you don't even complain to me, Charger fans, were the one. They, Herbert they, didn't even complain. And this is why I like Herbert. Like, I feel like Herbert is like got all the new, like the, the flashy passing and, you know, can do the run and all the rest of it. But I feel like he's got a bit more old school brain on him, Herbert. Like he just took it. He's like, Cam Haywood's not a dirty player. Like he wouldn't have meant to punch me kind of. And he had that tone of if he did, it's in the spirit of the game. Like it's just do you ridiculous. Know, do you know what was a dirty, dirty player? Was that charge? I don't even care. I don't care who his name was, who who cocked his elbow and, and went for nine oh, yeah. head. That's yeah. a dirty play. And that disgusted me at the time. And it still does. I know it's taken us a week to get to it, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so them complaining, charge a take here from Marky D. Oh, mate, Charger fans complaining about, you know, getting a little bruised rib or like getting like standing up and doing the one inch punch from uh, Kill Bill. Man, it's just silly because on the other on the other side, Najee got knocked out, his helmet come off and there was zero flags. Zero. I'm just ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right. These these rants are fun. All right. Rant done. (laughs) (laughs) I can see why now. I can see why now Dave loves to do them. Uh, we should, we, you know, what we could do as like Aussie mates do. We could really like amp Dave up so much. <laughs> we, could, oh, we could push him to the level of the law. We're just writing some silly questions in Twitter. Uh, let's move on to the manly award. So, so my manly award, you've given one point to Cam Haywood. I give my manly award to Cameron Haywood. He chased down oh, nice. the only fellow on the field, chased down Herbert in that in that match. That was that was such a good tackle. It was such a good tackle. I was just like, but you know what? Like they make a big deal about this. Um, obviously, an off when you've got the ball, you're blocking people, right? You make a big deal about this when you talk rugby when you're a kid about support play, right? No matter on offense and defense, you, you go and you support the player that's got the ball or is around the ball. And that's what Cameron Hayward did. And it's a difference I've seen in a lot of contact sports where some people, once the play gets past them, they just kind of stand there or they jog for a few more meters or yards and then they just sort of stop. you got to follow the ball. If you don't follow the ball, you know, anything can happen. And and that is that was a classic example of why you need to follow the ball and what Cameron Haywood do, did. And you just see that will to win. I mean, Cam Haywood's plus 30. He's done enough in this league now. He's making, you know, plus 15 million a year on average. You, you could be, you know, in some teams, they forgive him for not doing those sorts of things. But not that passion, that will to win. I just love it. Like, it's just awesome. Well, even so, when uh, Cameron Hayward put his hands up and then uh, Cameron Sutton got the, the dive of the year. Cam to Cam. <laughs> yeah, Cam to Cam, the interception. That was great to see. Um, his passion is, is you know, uh, you can't match it, really. It's 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 amazing to see. And even Cameron Hayward running into the def- uh, into the O-line and then backtracking all the way to get Herbert. Yeah. Mate, that for me, he was my uh, Manly Award. Who's your Manly Award this week? 
Yeah, so my Manly Award, this is a tough one to give out because um, I like what Hayward did. I thought a few other guys stepped up too, but I gave it to Big Ben. I just think you go across the West Coast where you've got not the best you know, um, record. Obviously, you've had COVID, you've been out a week, you fly on your own plane, you do your own thing, you step up and you perform. I think, you know, it's what I said last year when he did it against the Bengals and I was just like, you know, perhaps, perhaps he benefits from sitting at home watching a bit more tape, <laughs> resting the arm, which is crazy to think. Like, you got to think how many – I was thinking about this actually yesterday. I was watching a little bit from the QB school. I don't know if you've watched the QB school with JT O'Sullivan. I know Jeffrey Benedict watch, watches it, and I try to watch it as you get closer to the draft because it helps me when I'm looking at, at film. Um, but JT O'Sullivan's got this QB score. It's pretty well renowned throughout the internet and different NFL teams and colleges and, you know, different rookie quarterbacks work with him at times as well. And they go on about his experience, but he played like 17 NFL games, right? And and he's, you know, got these insights. You think about Big Ben and how many people like fail in making it to the NFL and Big Ben can pretty much turn up not like it's backyard football, but, you know, he can just turn up and sling the rock. Well, no, and I'm not disputing the preparation that he puts in, but all, all I'm saying is I think it's pretty cool that you're, you know, that he can just do that off this week. And as I said, he kept it up with Herbert in a game where he lost Harris, who's been very much a bit of a safety blanket this season. So I, I think he deserved the award. That's a very good point, though, because you look around the NFL and the NFL quarterbacks, and you and I have been following this league for, or well, I've been watching now, 18 years, pretty much the same time as Big Ben. Um, but there are, there are quarterbacks, out there, quarterbacks out there that, that can't uh, play the game like Big Ben. He's been playing for 18 years or 17 years. He goes out there and he has a chance to win. So a lot of, you know, there are a lot of Big Ben haters who say, you know, it's time to hang up the bootlaces. But he's given the Steelers a chance. He's going to steal the chance every single week when he plays. And, yes, he does some really bad throws, but he does some really fantastic throws as well. Uh, let's move into the coach of the week. And I wanted to go with – I think I think I cheated. And I think I think I did see what, what you may have the same. Um, I wanted to go with Danny Smith. Yeah, 100%. You know, uh, I just – it's not the fact that we got the punt block. It's the fact that, the, that his enthusiasm after, <laughs> after the, the punt block. I liked how he was so so G'd up and he's like, yeah, he's got his, his, his fists out and he's ready to go. Um, I loved it. I, I do think we need to improve on the kickoff returns, the punt returns, but who doesn't? In the NFL... But that's now, more player. I, th- I feel like that's more player. And the reason I say that is Ray Ray, you watch them block. Ray Ray will always catch, like, catch the ball and then after the first block occurs, he usually gets between 10 and 15 yards after that. I feel like they're setting the blocks. I think it's down to him. I, I'm sorry. And yeah. I'd like – sorry, I know this is another – it shouldn't be an opportunity for another Ray Ray rant. But can at least one time Ray Ray get the ball, see everyone set one side, and maybe try going the other way, like, like stepping, juking, faking. Uh, like there's no creativity in it. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to fill in for Ray Ray's spot this week, and maybe we might talk about that in part two as well. Um, so did you have the same same coach? You had Danny, right? I had Danny Smith. Look, I, I loved what Killebrew did. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, I've said I'm a fan of Killebrew. But I almost gave this to to Mike Tomlin uh, because I think he copped a lot of criticism this week. If people don't think he's got his handprints all over this team, you're kidding. And if people don't like that with their performances, I think you've got to be, really be serious. A lot of... NFL pundits had us with six wins on the season. They've got five wins and one draw. Like one more win, we're there, right? And and even if they, even if that's all they get, we're still going to be ahead of those six wins because we got the draw. Like 
My, I think we're going to finish with the 500 record plus. If you make the playoffs then, good luck to you. But I just think Mike Tomlin, with all those key defensive players out, you don't go in with Juju, you know, and I know we've got not going Juju every week, but at the end of the day, you're going in with DJ Claypool, you lose Harris for a lot of the game, and the team gets within four points of a very good Chargers team. Uh, I'm sorry, I just think that that's a true performance. But say, gave it to Danny Smith because without Killer Brew's play, the Steelers, you know, aren't in it there at the death. So, yeah, and it's a, it's a roll-on effect too. Once a Killer Brew yeah. play happened, the I think the the interception happened too. But I agree with you with Coach Tomlin. And a lot of guys, you know, we are. I'm very thankful we have him for our Steeler team to have a chance, right? And there's even players all around the league always say, "I wish I could play for Mike Tomlin." So this narrative of fire Tomlin, I don't I don't fully understand. And it's always funny that when we do lose, it's his fault. Um, but we had a chance to win and we were up by three points and then we're down. But let's go into our dunce of the week. For me, I've got to pick on this guy a little bit. I, I do like his play. Uh, for me, the dunce is Devin Bush. I, I know, and this this might to be might might be with coaching as well. Look, if he if Devin Bush is injured and he can't do what he can do, then it's a bit on coaching. Maybe take him out and put someone else in. But maybe he's the best that he can be at 70%. I don't know. What, what's your take on um, Devin Bush? Yeah, I saw that in our little uh, spreadsheet, and I was a little bit like, ooh. Um, I think we've got to give Devin Bush a bit more time. I don't think he's I don't think he's over. Uh, whether he needs some time to sit this season to just watch That's what I'm saying. A little bit. So, yeah. But I, yeah, I, it's a bit, look, it is a hard one there. Um, because uh, like you got to see him do a bit more. I wonder as well without Minka, that changes. Like I, I listened to a, a, another NFL show that I talk a, a lot about, you know, the, the focus around the NFL. And I've listened to two interviews now in the last six months with Luke Keekley. And one of them was from the last week. And Luke Keekley talks about the role that he played. Now, yes, he played in a 4 3 rather than a 3 4, but he talks about how the guys up front are so key to what you do, right? As, as, an, as an inside linebacker or middle, middle linebacker. But also the guys behind you, because if you're asked to do certain things, you might leave people deep over the middle. You might leave people deep. You might leave people open in the intermediate passing game. Also, depending on what the schemes you do in terms of where your cornerbacks are forcing the ball. And so when I think about our defensive line and you think, TJ, what? you know, being out the last couple of weeks, but you think the bigger outs of Aluwalu and to it, and then mm-hmm. people overcompensating with Cam, you think about a new partnership with Joe Schobert. Look, I definitely don't think Devin Bush is doing what he was doing before. That's clear as he's coming off his knee injury. I think we're lucky to have him back doing what he is doing, to be frank. And I, hopefully we see the second year bounce back like a lot of players, you know, have or anyone has when they, when they do an ACL. But I wonder if what they're asking him every week is so different with different people being out and it's different to what he's been asked to do before in different schemes. And all of those together as a combination are making it a bit of a challenge for a player that as he's only in his third season. Look, yes, he was yeah. a top 10 draft pick, but he's in his third season. He missed almost all of his second year last year. Um, so I... I don't know what they're going to do with him. But then I also sit there, I'm like, Splane was getting destroyed over the middle um, when he was asked to play that role in the preseason. So what are you going to do? If anything, I'm interested to see how they can work in down the stretch a guy like Buddy Johnson. I would love to see Buddy Johnson 
you know, coming in a game like the Ravens, you know, not the end of the season, but because you think it'll be too late, but in a couple of weeks' time, start blooding him if we can, because I I just want to see that guy. I know he's a hungry, he's a hard worker. I'd, I'd just love to see w- what he could do. Um, not saying he needs to be the starting, starting linebacker, but you, you raise a good point there about, about Devin Bush. Um, my one was Akello Witherspoon. He was active yeah. for that game, and he doesn't do anything. I no, just, I, I agree. I just and he will be there because of the pick that we've wasted on him. Like, uh, he, he he got burned a few times too. I saw number twenty five getting burned. He just doesn't Mate, seem like he, was, he fits this defense. He seems a bit lost. I would say. Um, I agree with you. I don't know with Witherspoon what's going on. Um, Witherspoon had a quarterback rating of one hundred eighteen point seven. You know, allowed thirty nine yards, two out two complete. I just he's just bad. Like, yeah, and I'm look, not that good bad. I, I think I think to end it on on this kind of uh, segment, but th- th- to end it, like I think Witherspoon and Bush and these kind of guys maybe need the big time players like Joe Hayden, Minka, and and, and what who have been in the um the defense. And that if you have a, like a star studded defense, you can hide a little bit and get away with certain things. But once 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 you're in the spotlight, mate, it's game time. You need to be on your on your on your man, and it's 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 all up to you. Same with like maybe James Pierre too. He played well during the, the start of the season, and now he's gone missing a little bit, you know? Um, and then you put the spotlight on Cameron Sutton, and he's, he's very similar. But once you have, like, you know, what there and the, the, the our five-star players, if, if I'm a player and I know that TJ Watts there and Minka behind me, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm so fired up to be part of this defense. But then when there's, yeah. when there's no Minka, no Watt, and no Joe Hayden, well, that's every single every single tier of the defense, and you have to step up, and that kind of shows their skill level. So, yeah, I don't know. I also I also wonder as well how much Bush misses Mike Hilton. Oh, big time! Right, and and I just wonder whether the roles that they play, the area of the field that they're playing in, that allows Devin Bush to do things. I still like things that I'm seeing out of Devin Bush though this season. I like that he's got a couple of sacks. I like what I'm, I've seen some, you know, at some points of this season. I don't think he's terrible at play every play. Um, I just don't think we've seen consistently the difference that people are kind of hoping or expecting him to make. Um, but I talked about, so I talked about him war room this week. There's a guy that's less like his sort of player, more like more toward the Vince Williams style linebacker, a guy called Jack Sanborn out of Wisconsin. If he's sitting there in the, early in the third. Would love the Steelers to look at him. I think he could be incredible there. Um, but but we'll see. He might he was probably a, a second round pick though. But look, with that, that's gonna wrap up part one of this week's Steelers touch down under. Join us for part two. We'll continue our Cincy preview. Obviously, we've got seeing the slang as always, and we'll take some audience QA as well. If you're on the uh live on the YouTube or Facebook side right now, just hold tight for a couple of seconds and we'll be right back with you. Audio guys, as I say, you'll need to switch over to part two.